When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, politics, pop culture, current events, and whatever else people are talking about these days. With your host, Adam Todd Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to You Don't Even Like This Show, a podcast about news, information, pop culture, fucking books, whatever we want to talk about. It's that kind of show. I am your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host this week, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host, but I do have a couple of guests. Case in point, Ethan Lawrence is here. How's it going, man? I'm I'm happy to be making my Why Delts debut. Have I really not had you on yet? Uh, No, the last thing I did was the Big 500. Wow. uh, Before the transition. Rude. Rude of you to not be on here before now. Crazy. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's not like I haven't had a lot of free time being a working actor. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we did just talk about how the L.A. or the California actors strike or I guess the SAG after a strike. The California actors. Let's be strike. honest. That's where they all are. <laughs> Unless you're on like Law and Order or some shit. Otherwise, you're in California. Yeah. It's having an impact on movie stuff in the UK that came up. Yeah, because uh, we have some of the best studios in the world and really, really good tax incentives. So uh, Hollywood mm. loves working over here, but not when there's a strike. So that's closed down a lot of it. And then there's also Brexit and the cost of living, which means there's no money to make anything. And I haven't worked properly since February. That is one of those laughs that precedes a person throwing themselves off a building or something. It's October and <laughs> I haven't worked since February. Eesh, that's bad times. Yeah. yeah. But good times. Andy <laughs> Sell is here. Hey! <laughs> oh, good times, good Andy. Time Andy. Old good time, Andy. That's what they call me. They sure do. That's what I call you anyway. <laughs> Andy, how's it going? We hung out recently. We did. We'll we did a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, we, we went, went to, to a haunted house. We went uh, to the Mall of America. And we by went- that, I mean we went to Paisley Park. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can really feel the spirit <laughs> of Prince in that place. You kind of can. Yeah, actually, you can. His eyes watch over everybody in it. Like, literally, cool. there's like a picture of his eyes. 
It's one of the coolest things I've ever done. Paisley yeah. Park was very neat. Anyway, we're not talking about American bullshit today. Ethan, why yeah. don't you just sit there and listen to us talk about all of the fun we had in Minnesota? <laughs> I would love to know about Minnesota or whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> you should Minnesota, come. Eh? come visit. Come visit. Minneapolis uh, is very fun. We'll get you I've a got juicy a lot of Lucy. places to visit when I come to the when I come to the states. When? <laughs> when? <laughs> I need when? the money for that. Just don't go to California. It's overrated. Come here. We'll get you cheese curds. You'll love it. Oh, cheese like curds. Cheese. Now that's something that's overrated. No. Anyway, Ridiculous. we're not talking about American stuff today. Not when we have an international on the pod. That's easy. So rude. Otherwise. Yeah. It would be <laughs> shitty of us to talk about. I, don't, I don't know anything about America because I don't listen to 90% American podcasts. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the, so to be clear, the most American podcasts don't know anything about America. True. True. Yeah. This one included. <laughs> so we're just talking about a bunch of international news today international news roundup we used to do a podcast called what in the world which was all about international news but i just have folded that in to what i do on you don't even like this show now you've got an actual international person an right? actual brit to be on the show an expert if you will yeah on... i know loads about europe <laughs> i mean you should uh <laughs> know more about the world than us because your uh, nation certainly conquered a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> he's got you there he's got yeah you there. i did it personally as well i've been to all those places <laughs> you were there ethan i saw you it was me on a boat with a bicorn hat sailing the seven seas playing the flute <laughs> All right, let's start with the really hard-hitting, important stuff up top. A man who pretended to be a mannequin in a Warsaw shop window <laughs> has been charged with theft. This is a movie crime. Like, this happens in movies. This doesn't happen in real life, but it did. A man who stood motionless in a shop window in Warsaw, which is in Poland, people who really don't know anything about the rest of the world... <laughs> He was uh, holding a bag and hoping to pass for a mannequin. And he has been charged with suspected theft and burglary, which the way that sentence unfolds should tell you all you need to know. His plan worked. <laughs> which I love. Yeah. What no, I this... don't love is that this article does not mention how long he stood there. Because I want it to be like eight hours. I want this to be like a feat of strength. From open to close. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to just release the footage, the security footage, as like a feature film. <laughs> call it call it Mannequin 3. <laughs> With a pounding orchestral soundtrack in the background. Oh, yeah. oh, as a yeah. guy just stands there motionless for eight hours. No, it's just that song from Mannequin 2 over and over again. The, <laughs> Nothing's gonna stop us now. Right. But an orchestral version. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Symphonic. <laughs> Yeah, they don't say how long he stood there, but it, his plan did work like a few times. It was a 22-year-old suspect. He went unnoticed by staff and shoppers, and he just stood in this window. There's a picture of it in the article. They have his face blacked out for some reason, I guess, so we don't uh, see what his face looks like. But 
He's just standing in this window and the way he's holding the bag, it seems like that would get very tiring after a while. Cause he's not even just holding it at his side. It's like, I don't know, like a 30 degree angle, maybe a 45. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. You could hold that comfortably. I'd say for maybe, maybe five minutes. Yeah. But after yeah. that, you get, you're getting some arm, arm ache. Yeah. Some wrist action. I, yeah, I start, I start to hurt if I'm just lying down for more than 10 minutes. <laughs> Like this uh, guy's really putting his I, rotator cuff on the line. Yeah, twenty-two year olds. They don't know what they got. <laughs> this guy and, shouldn't have done this guy shouldn't have been arrested. This is bold. This guy should get a TV show. This guy's Johnny Knoxville. This guy's Sasha Barrett Cohen. This guy's a fucking hero. May I introduce to the court a new idea I've come up with called the whimsy wrinkle, where if a crime is whimsical, it's not illegal. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Well, I mean, it would have to be because I can think of some whimsical crimes that would have like, you know, like you could kill somebody whimsically, probably like, but this Drop guy's piano on the yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just in court, like your honor, please. It was very funny. Haven't you ever seen a cartoon? <laughs> you don't understand. I work for the Acme Corporation. We're always up to this kind of shit. <laughs> Yeah. Wasn't there uh, a bit in the article where he like limboed underneath uh, one of those shuttering gates as well? Yeah. He yeah. not only did he stand in this window and once everyone left, he just went and stole a bunch of jewelry. But he also went to a bar and ate and drank a bunch, which kind of implies he cooked his own food, which that's pretty crazy. And then, yeah, there's video of him like shimmying under a gate to just go in and like, change clothes he didn't even like steal a bunch of clothes he put on a new outfit and like apparently left his old clothes there yeah this is whimsy <laughs> this is a this is a frat prank like, kind this, of is, like that. this is fine let him go i'm assuming he did the going under the shuttered gate thing before he went and got himself food because i've, I've had pierogies before and they are heavy yeah 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 and you know that's what he was eating because he's in poland he's in poland yeah. that's all they got over I there <laughs> just pierogi and cabbage that's it yeah yeah if you're rich you get kielbasa that's it yeah <laughs> there uh, was it's good it's good that we're all here to pontificate on what polish cuisine is <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably some root vegetable or you, other i don't you, know you know who really needs to be taken down a peg or two the polish people <laughs> yeah you don't With hear enough jokes and races and their dumplings not enough jokes about them not, not enough's happened to them yeah yeah, and as someone who grew up in Illinois, I do feel like an expert on Polish people. Like, we yeah. get Casimir Pulaski Day off for school every year. I don't so. even know what that is. It's because you're not Polish like me and Andy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honorary Polish, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you grow up in the Midwest, especially anywhere within like a three-hour drive of the city of Chicago, you're essentially, you. I think you have dual citizenship in Poland. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if I ever commit a heinous crime, I'm fleeing to Poland for sure. <laughs> yeah, they haven't, they don't extradite. Yeah, I'm gonna flash that in, plastic in, badge. I grew up in Essex, uh, in England, which means I'm not allowed to go north of London. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they'll start throwing like packets of bovril and, and little ground up bits of meat at me and tell me to go away. Can That's, we talk I mean, about how much I loved the show The Only Way is Essex? Right, okay. Shit out of that show. right, okay. Right, okay. Do you know what? That is one town in this county of mine. 
They should have called it The Only Way is Brentwood. Because that's what it is. <laughs> it was a you fun go, show. You go out, it goes all, Essex goes out to the coast. We're not all for jazzling each other and like, you know, <laughs> going down the sugar hut in it. Like some well, of us live lives. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but we, it's a structured reality show. It's not even real half of it. <laughs> God, you're just coming in hot this week. How dare you? How dare you try Every to... time there's a celebrity master chef over here, one of them is on it. One of the Towie lots on it. It oh, could be a Gemma makes... Collins. It could be a Mark Wright. It could be an Arge. I don't know any of the new ones. They, they grow actually, like moss. That show got like a shout out in an episode of Black Mirror. Like one of the very early ones. Oh. I don't remember what they were doing, but they were writing a bunch of stuff on the board and it, it, it said Towie. And I was like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. The writer of Black Mirror, Charlie Brooker, he used to be a television reviewer. So he's probably like switched on to everything that's uh, oh, yeah, in the yeah. UK television zeitgeist. <laughs> I only know the old BBC horror movies and Drag Race UK. That's it. That's my... <laughs> that's... All you need. Yep. There <laughs> really is. So yeah, this guy, eventually a couple do-gooder security guards caught this guy in the act because he had a bunch of other incidents too. Like there was a time where he just like hung out until a place closed and then stole a bunch of money from the cash registers, which... Classic. That? Yeah, that's that seems like a pretty rudimentary crime compared to the window mannequin gambit. Was this all happening in the same mall? I, I have... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's in Poland, so yeah. Probably. It took them years, years to track down this invisible miscreant. Yeah, yeah, just in time for malls to not be a thing anymore anyway. So since he's been caught, he has been in custody for three months and could face up to 10 years in prison if convicted, which I'm pretty sure that's the same amount of time you get for murder in okay. Europe. Okay. <laughs> Okay, but there. How can we be sure, bear with me, that he's not actually a mannequin, like brought to life? Like there's that Twilight Zone episode, right? Where the mannequin, there's this woman who. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So we, he's probably just a mannequin that's been brought to life. And now he's like, well, this is how we do things in the mannequin world. Why am I being then held to a different. What happened to the food, Andy? Where did it go? <laughs> Where did it go? Okay. All right. You know what? You're right. This guy's definitely not a mannequin. Mannequins don't eat. Precisely why Ethan's uh, here. Yeah, thank you. You, you think about the- National expertise. <laughs> you think- Mannequins you have a, don't have stomachs. You have a valuable perspective as a European that we Americans just don't have. And um, and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, but I don't want introduced to the concept of whimsy. I'm now draining all whimsy <laughs> out of this podcast. It's only bitter social realism from here out. <laughs> all right, let's talk about another part of Europe. No, I want to only talk about this guy for the rest of the podcast. This is you don't understand the you do understand. You have a phone that goes to the Internet. I only want to talk about Mannequin Thief. Everything else that's happening in the world is terrible, and I don't want to know about it. Okay, but I was trying to make a joke. Uh, uh, let's talk about another part of Europe. The Biden administration has eased sanctions on Venezuelan oil, and uh, Republicans are gotcha. very mad about it. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. it wasn't it wasn't that good of a joke. I was just it, it was good, and I'm sorry I stepped on it. It was like an, I'm an ignorant American. I think Venezuela's in Europe. <laughs> 
when it's not. It's in South America? I can actually confirm this. Yes, it's not in Europe. (laughs) Again, it's paying off. The Biden administration said- I'm sorry, are you telling me there's another America? (laughs) I only know the one. There's one America, and that's the one we're in, and it's it's, it's ruled by God, and it's the greatest country on earth, and it's the only one. If there was another America, I'm pretty sure we would have, like, you know, taken it over by now. Yeah, we would have done a bunch of military incursions there in the yeah, 80s. Yeah, we probably some coups, maybe installed yeah. some puppet governments. Yeah. But certainly and we haven't, I haven't heard of anything like that. So. Do you ever listen to this show? He's <laughs> <laughs> always going on about it, Adam Todd Brown. He's always like, oh, coups. He can't stop them. He's like a pigeon. Or like Adam Coo Brown. Oh. Right? Damn. Right. Pigeon Damn. Todd Brown. So yeah, the Biden administration. Here's the thing. This is a good thing that the Biden administration is doing. They have said recently that they will ease sanctions against companies that trade in oil produced in Venezuela or invest in the country's oil industry. And this is in response to Venezuela promising to hold free elections next year. And here's the thing. They've kind of always held free elections. Yeah. They elected their first non-white president in the early 2000s. He started making sure poor people could eat. And the United States hates that kind of shit. Like, we do not like when countries in our part of the world start doing communism and feeding their people. So we immediately started trying to overthrow the government of Venezuela. And we have been trying to do that since then. Like every administration, Republican or Democrat, has just been itching to overthrow Venezuela. And now it seems like we might finally be giving up on that, which this kind of feels like Venezuela won a war against us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like we tried to topple the government of Venezuela three times yeah. when Trump was in office. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's not even including Bush and Obama and, you know, <laughs> all of the other shit that was going on. Yeah. In, I think it was 2014, Obama issued an executive order that labeled Venezuela a national security threat. Jesus fucking Christ. And even the opposition party in Venezuela was like, Dude, that's a bit much. <laughs> that's sort of yeah. That's sort of like don't we hate him, but you guys. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. And one of the most infuriating things about it was that John Oliver at one point, which this is on you, Ethan. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> he's one of sorry yours. For John, sorry for my son, John Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> He did this whole, you know how he does those like 10 minute monologues at Mm -hmm. the end of his episodes. And this is actually the point where I stopped watching John Oliver because he did one about Venezuela and was like, normally when there's unrest in South America, it's us, baby, but it's not us this time. And it's like, motherfucker, it's it's always been us. The thing is, is that even if all of this shit that people like, say about venezuela is is the case about you know not free elections and you know whatever it's because of us even if that were what they were doing it's because of shit we put there you know what i mean like it's it's because we made them paranoid you know 
Yes, Hugo Chavez was a little bit paranoid, but I wonder fucking why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that dude was convinced he was going to get noriega and he, you know, we tried to Noriega him a couple times. Oh, we did. We like removed him from office yeah. and the protests were so immense in Venezuela. We were eventually like, fine, you can yeah. have him back. Yeah. You can have back your democratically elected president. You can have back the government official who actually takes time to address the people in a public broadcast every what week or every day or something. Something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, John Oliver, you bitch. <laughs> even if I it mean, was, in, in, even if it was in defense of my countrymen, in defense of my countrymen, I think a bit of nuance has been missed here. When he said "us," he was actually referring to the UK. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> he doesn't con yeah. he doesn't consider himself an American, and so in truth, he was like, "Nah, the the, the Queen's got nothing to do with this." One. <laughs> King Prince Charles's hands are clean. Yeah. He's like, you know, you're thinking of Africa. That was us. And large parts you're thinking of Asia. Of the Indian subcontinent. Ever heard yeah. of it? <laughs> yeah. And also, I've got to say, Andy, I'm so proud of you for introducing Noriega as a verb. Oh, yeah. I love using Noriega as a verb. I like Qaddafi as a verb, too. You're going to get Qaddafi, bro. Does that mean you're going to get stabbed in the butthole with a knife? Yeah. <laughs> Hung up on the lamppost. That's what uh, happened to that guy. God, I can think Here's of some thing, people Gaddafi who need to be Mussolini'd. Gaddafi was such a monster, and even I was like, holy shit, that's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Easy. Can't just Easy shoot him like a or something? God damn. Yeah, they might as well put him in a fucking saw trap. <laughs> <laughs> so these sanctions, they're lifted for six months, which is meant to give the Maduro administration time to hold these free elections. Meanwhile, Republicans are real, real mad about this. And not just because their constituents in Florida want Maduro toppled, but also <laughs> because a big part of this is surrounding oil. Like Venezuela, as if by magic, right around the time we started calling them a threat to national security and like going really hard in the paint trying to topple their government, they discovered that they were sitting on top of a huge reserve of oil, which kind of half belongs to them and half to Guyana. But ever since then, like just weirdly enough, ever since we realized they have all of these natural resources, we've been trying to get those resources from them. You know, there's probably not a connection. <laughs> There was a little line in the article that I quite enjoyed when they said um, Republicans were accusing Biden of once again coddling unfriendly oil producing countries. And I was like, really, the, the Republicans are accusing Biden of, of coddling unfriendly oil producing countries. All right. Okay. Okay. Look, what you need to I'll, understand. I'll let you guys sort that out. What yeah. you need to understand is that Saudi Arabia, sure, they're aggressive in their tactics, but they're not unfriendly. You know, <laughs> they were, as they were bone sawing that journalist, they were definitely doing it in a friendly manner. You know, yeah. they had a bit. They had a bit of Phil Collins on. You know, it was a, <laughs> it was a nice way to go. You know, <laughs> some incense. You know, and sure. 
They did 9-11, but it was just so we could go wreck the Middle East on their behalf. I mean, that's something a friend does. That's that's what we call tough love. A, you know what I mean? A friend who does something that's going to make you feel a little inconvenienced, a little uncomfortable in the moment. But in the long run, you're giving your friend what they want. You're giving them the motivation to do what they want. So by doing 9-11, our <laughs> friend, Saudi Arabia, <laughs> gave us the motivation to go into Iraq and Afghanistan and destabilize that entire region because – as our friend Saudi Arabia knows that that's what we've always wanted. Yas, Queen. <laughs> Slay. <laughs> Just need my BFF, Saudi Arabia, to show me what I want. And if you're a queen in Saudi Arabia, you will be slayed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. Too far. Too wow. Saloon. What's you know the, how much money the, we get from Saudi Arabia for this podcast? The network? Uh, probably upwards yeah. of $5 a month, I would guess. <laughs> I think we have one subscriber in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. That's always – I've. you can look at, like, maps and see where people are listening to your show. Mm -hmm. And whenever we get, like, one listener in Russia or one listener in the Philippines, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, what did I say? Yeah, there's a, there's that's, that's, a, that's somebody who's been embedded <laughs> – yeah, that's that was someone's work for the day. Was to listen to my I hate my job. I don't even like this show. <laughs> that was a good foreign government worker in some unnamed land. Yeah, that was that, that was former Soviet blockistan. You're welcome. <laughs> so it seems like one of the reasons Republicans are mad about this. Here's a quote from Alaska Senator Lisa Murkowski. They're easing up on the worst regimes in the world, giving them the revenues to stay in power and spread terror and corruption while kneecapping environmentally responsible development in Alaska. So the problem here is that Biden restored some bans that were in place regarding drilling in the Alaskan wilderness, which one, good for him. I'm, that's two, shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. And two, shut the fuck up, Lisa. <laughs> Oh, come on. I love a good fire guest verse from Lisa Merck. Big fan. <laughs> Big fan. All of this goes to prove what we've always known, which is that Alaska must be stopped at all costs. Yeah. They're, the only good Alaska dangerous. is Alaska Thunderfuck, baby. <laughs> I right. don't know what that means. <laughs> to drag queen. Drag race reference. Yeah. Oh, right. I haven't seen too much of that. Or a marijuana strain reference. Mm. That's what mm. I know which Alaska is, Thunderfuck As you know, is. illegal in the UK. It's ill. It's still illegal. Uh, marijuana, yeah. Oh wow! Get with the times. Yeah, okay. seriously. They're, crack they're cracking down on uh, nitrous oxide. Uh, end of the month. Oh come oh, on! I... Let the kids have something. No. <laughs> <laughs> they're not allowed stimulants. They're not allowed narcotics. They're not allowed to go outside. Like you know, this is we're in a war, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and that war is against litter. People are leaving nitrous cartridges on the sidewalks. On the people tube. are having to clean it up. No thanks. In, on the Cadbury vending machines. <laughs> All right. A whimsical view of my country. <laughs> this is the whimsy episode. All right, let's switch gears. No. Talk about talk about some sport. I mean, sort Ooh. of a sport. We're talking about soccer. You're not going to believe this. There has been a sexual assault scandal brewing in soccer recently. Really? 
at the I, top I of association football, there's been a sex scandal. Okay, Adam, you mean calm to down. tell me that the people in power at FIFA sometimes are creepy sex weirdos? I shan't hear of it, Adam Todd Brown. Next, you're going to tell me they have a problem with fascist fans. <laughs> and that is just. I don't simply... like where this is going, Adam. <laughs> I think you're about to besmirch a, an inter- a global sport. Yeah. A global institution, really. Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> well, if I mean, if it makes anyone feel better, we're just talking about Spanish soccer. Oh, that doesn't matter. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Back when the Women's World Cup was happening, which Spain won, for the record, there was a super unfortunate incident where during a ceremony after the World Cup final, Spanish Football Federation president Luis Rubiales kissed a player named Jenny Hermoso just clean on the goddamn lips. Like, no consent, like, held her head and just fucking went for it in public. There was a fly on her. He had to get the fly. (laughs) And, like, that kiss lingered. And when I first saw it, I was like, Okay, clearly they have some kind of prior relationship, right? Nah, it was nope. all against her will. And just to be that brazen about it, like, you're at a public thing. There's cameras watching. Like, this was on TV. He's a passionate continental European. He's from the Mediterranean. Yeah. That's it's just how pain. they are. They're it's... swarthy. Yeah. They, they Look, their culture is built on eroticism and poetry, okay? And tomatoes as well. <laughs> <laughs> eroticism tomatoes and poetry <laughs> that's the party i want to go to that's spain's three biggest exports <laughs> well and fascism uh yeah and paella oh i love paella mm, let's not forget that paella is glorious papas anyone love tapas love a nice love uh chorizo a jamon mm. mm-hmm. those are all uh, just things you can get everywhere but Ah, oh, but from the mother country, Adam. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been to La Sagrada Familia in Barcelona? <laughs> I think not. If not, no. I want to go Neither to the Alhambra. <laughs> so after this kiss happened, Toledo. <laughs> it turned Madrid. into a whole Andy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it turned into a whole thing where this guy refused to step down. He refused to take any accountability for it for a long, long time. Like the women's world cup was in like May, I think. And this guy finally stepped down in September. He also like fully gaslit her, right? Like he was like, no, she wanted it. He was like, she was, he said it was like, it's consensual. We're there's nothing wrong. You're making our business, your business. And it's like, bro, she herself is saying no way. Because she was, she was lent on as well by the, uh, the powers that be to go you go out and you say this was fine you know right. on threat of mm. on threat of, of of sanction or punishment which is i don't know if that's the worst bit but it feels like the worst bit it's yeah. definitely not the best bit that's it's, for sure it's it's hard to it's hard to really like parse out the worst bit it's all pretty bad because by it is. my estimation because then right they also said to her like they they didn't call her up i know that's what the story is well i'll just let you tell the story sorry Well, what happened is, yeah, they put all this pressure on her to like backtrack her story. She refused to do that. And then she just like refused to play for the Spanish national team until Rubiales was removed. And they were like, fine, we choose him. 
over you. And then 39 other players yeah. also refused to play until Rubiales was removed. And that is when he finally stepped down. But even after that, there was another Spanish national team event that happened between now and Rubiales stepping down where Jenny Hermoso was not called up as part of the Spanish national team. Yeah. And people then were like, what the fuck? Like, what? is that just because she complained about this? And they said it was to protect her, which is right. like, what? No, this is to, pro you just don't want to remind everybody because you're going to call her up and calling her up will be a big news story. And it will remind everybody of how fucked up you handled this. Like how she said herself, yeah. protect me from what and from whom? Good yeah. question. Yeah. Because yeah. the guy who did it was not in power anymore. So there's not really anything to protect her from. Even further, the coach of the team, who was a dude, like he's one of the people that pressured her to do this. And he was removed also. And now the coach of the team is a woman. Mm -hmm. And it's the woman who was like, yeah, we got to protect her. And that's when Jenny Hermoso was like, from what? Yeah. And now finally... She has been called up once again to play for the Spanish national team, which is a good thing. But I don't know. It might have also been cool if she was like, you know what? Nah, fuck yeah, you. I'm going to do it. I, I just wonder how she has to feel right now playing for this team. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like the Michigan State players, you know, where it's like, how do you feel wearing this uniform? How do you feel like? representing this institution that like clearly doesn't have your interests at heart. I don't know. What, what did Michigan state do? I don't want to get into it. Their, their coach or was it the athletic director? I can't remember the whole story. It was like fucked up sexual harassment stuff. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 And uh, oh, that's is just, he what, just one of many college football scandals this year. Is he the guy who resigned after he sexually harassed the sexual, the harassment, sexual harassment? Like, consultant yeah, that the yeah. team hired yeah i mean that's what a commitment. move yeah that is yeah. commitment to the bit i suppose one of the big things that sucks about this as well is that like for so long women's football didn't exist for a lot of it we did um mm -hmm. in, in my in my my working life i do a show called horrible histories uh it's a children's tv sketch show and in preparation for the women's world cup we did a whole episode about football and the women's game was like literally not allowed to happen for like a long period of the 20th century. Like, you know, we're talking like within living memory. It's finally started to get the recognition that it deserves. It's finally starting to get the cash that it needs to survive. Yeah. We have a Women's World Cup, which was absolutely huge. And this is the story. Yeah. yeah. And even story. getting it to get the cash that that it deserves has been like a struggle, right? Like there's- It's there's... been uphill the entire way. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just like even the gains that they've made have not been because the people in power have been like, oh, let's finally recognize the position we're in here. It's been like players and coaches and, and you know, fans being like, what the fuck? <laughs> they've what? had to fight and scrape for every single inch. And then, yeah. like I said, you have this big international tournament and it's ever so exciting. And then the story that comes out of it it's, is yeah, it's, Creepy Man. It's forever yeah. marred because of this one guy. So it's like on two sides, right? You've got the guy making the story about him and the fact that now this whole, the Women's World Cup, the like, all everything it's about, like this is the cap, is like, up oh, bummer. 
but yeah i don't know she's i think it's great that they called her up but yeah i i just wonder how she has to feel playing for them yeah i mean she knows she knows her own mind i'm sure and you know yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not oh, trying no, no, to I wasn't, like... I wasn't for a second implying that. Her little <laughs> woman brain. How yeah. much she people. needs. She needs a man to come in and speak for her. <laughs> if only she could think. <laughs> she would know that Andy Cell does not approve. I do not look. You. I know what's best for you. I'm here to protect you from your own bullshit. No, Thank yeah. God you're here. I mean to say that, like. I don't know if I'm trying to say sympathize or empathize or whatever, but like I can position, you know, and be like feel varied, you know. <laughs> Something to do with thighs. That that would do football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So this is more of a US story, but it does involve Yeah, so keep your mouth shut, Ethan. <laughs> Sitting back. But I'm it sorry. does involve a whole lot of xenophobia. So Oh, okay. Well, Sorry, back, I know loads about that. In. You're back in because you that's if there's one if there's one people that know xenophobia, <laughs> it's us. <laughs> but then and also, you learned it from the best. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> we learned it by watching you. <laughs> no you one's more right. petty and racist than a Brit. <laughs> so Nebraska Governor Jim Pillen. I didn't uh, need to tell anyone that that's the name of Nebraska's governor. And I probably also don't need to tell you that he owns a bunch of hog farms. And recently there was an investigative piece that was published in Nebraska's Flatwater Free Press. Save 10% on your subscription when you use code YDELTS <laughs> at checkout. They ran an investigative article recently that discussed how recent tests showed that nitrate levels on the farms that Governor Jim Pillen owns were way above what is considered safe. And nitrates have been linked to a whole bunch of ailments, including colon cancer very recently. And even worse, those nitrate levels weren't in the hogs, they were in the water on the property. So that threatens to contaminate other local water sources that aren't tied to the governor's hog farms. Very serious allegations. So naturally, Pillen was asked about the article during an interview with a Nebraska radio station. Here's his response. Number one, I didn't read it. I and thought you I were going to do a pirate voice for him. <laughs> oh, that's a deep cut. Listen to you don't even like this band, everybody. It's really good. <laughs> Thank you. Number one, I didn't read it and I won't. Number two, all you've got to do is look at the author. The author's from communist China. What more do you need to know? And like, God damn, he is without saying it, just saying, well, that person's not white. What do well, you care what okay. they wrote? I want to say, as someone who grew up in the Midwest, I have to at least admire his restraint here in not bringing up the fact that she was a woman. <laughs> That's a very good point. Like, I also agree like, with the Midwest. The guy still sucks, but this is okay. Baby steps in the right direction, at least as far These as these bloody concerned. woke Nebraskan governors back in the day, they would have, they would have been right on her. But no, now it's all about Asia. Yeah, and communism. I swear. Yeah, and yeah, this article was written by a 27 year old woman named Yankee Zhu. Or Zhu, probably. I believe it's it's pronounced Yanchi. I think the Q in 
in oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese, is it? Yeah. Yeah. How crazy would it be if her first name was Yankee? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's I don't need to listen to anything here. from this Yankee doodle dandy. <laughs> uh, here's her quote or a quote from her. I was just shocked. I didn't anticipate any comments about me personally. All this time, I really wanted to hear back from the governor, but not for him to make a comment about my background. And now here's another quote that serves as a reminder that I like to put out there all the time, which is that the entirety of the Midwest is not conservative fuck faces most of it but not yeah. all and, goes- and, and it's mostly just the people in power <laughs> yeah here's a quote from matt Wynn, executive director of the flatwater free press yanchi has been in the united states since 2017 she has lived in four states and washington dc this she said is the first time anyone has written her off based on her origin and it was a broadcast over the air by the governor of Nebraska. As an employer, that infuriates me. As a believer in democracy and a free press, it saddens me. As a Nebraskan, it embarrasses me. Good for you, Matt Wynn. Yeah, that's- Go off king. Yeah. <laughs> Such a good line. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really well thought out response. I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah. And great, great that he's, he's protecting his employee as well. Like, you know, I, I imagine there are a lot of places that would have, not bothered to stand up yeah and he did it without kissing her too so that's the incredible thing yeah yeah he didn't put his lips on her once and i was waiting for that to come like i was waiting for the other shoe to drop and i was there the whole time i was like go on kiss her he was like i will not (laughs) i will not but that is not the midwestern way no i was gonna say nebraskans not as passionate of people as spain no tomatoes in Nebraska. Yeah. No paella. <laughs> Just <laughs> pig pork, shit and nitrates. Pork tenderloins <laughs> and Runza sandwiches. God, I love a pork tenderloin sandwich. Yeah, I love a Runza sandwich. They're good, too. Yeah, do you have pork tenderloin sandwiches out there, Ethan? I've made one before. I mean, they're not sort of like, they're not available on every street corner, but like, you can, mm. you can put a pork tenderloin in between two bits of bread. But you got to pound it out and deep fry it. Yeah, yeah I can do that. Easy. All right, oh. good. Okay. Mm. Oh, we know how to deep fry stuff. Don't you worry about that. Let me California tell you about it. does not. I don't know where I would find a pork tenderloin sandwich in California. It's too hot for the hot oil, surely. You, you're already burning because you're already three quarters of a mile from the surface of the sun. We can't stop jerking off over chicken sandwiches that are dusted with flaming hot Cheetos. Yeah. Like those are deep fried. There was a pork tenderloin truck in LA. I don't know if it's still around, but. Uh... And, and see, I've always said a pork tenderloin. pork tendaloin sandwich market. Yeah. <laughs> see, I've truck. always said a pork tenderloin truck would work really well here yeah. because people just have no idea what that yeah. even is. Anyway, yeah, you might not want to be eating the pigs because apparently they're full of nitrates. Uh, well, that's no, the pigs are fine. It's the water that you got to worry about. They're drinking the water, surely. <laughs> yeah, but that's how you filter it. The pigs photosynthesize. I hadn't heard about this. <laughs> they do. Look. <laughs> I mean, why can't we do that? Why can't science make pigs that... All right. They're wasting so much time curing cancer and making yeah. COVID vaccines when really we should be turning pigs You're into pets. leaving money on the table, science. Yeah. Now, yeah. you know me, Adam. You know I like to jump to the heart of the periphery uh, <laughs> when it comes to these things. It said in the, in the article, it's just one line, uh, Zhu, who was reported on nitrates in Nebraska since 2017. Number one, sounds like a very lonely job. Number two... 
you gotta think she's she's on the nitrate beat in Nebraska. <laughs> the she's got to be, like like they must know who she is because there's no one else doing that. Like no other <laughs> fuck is going out there with a pH scale and like getting right in there. Yeah. I, I, maybe that's that's his whole thinking is she, oh she just came here from communist china to report on our nitrates that, exactly they're american nitrates and she's reporting back to her superiors in beijing about our nitrates they're that's gonna exactly they're gonna, the kind of niche shit the communist chinese government would want to know about they're gonna pull ahead of us in the nitrate race we can't <laughs> let that happen they're communists. The nitrates the night no. all yeah. right i'm out bye good. Yeah, Jeez, that's that. I'm getting blood from a stone with you two. <laughs> Nitrous. Yeah, this guy sucks. I hate him. Yeah, I do it's... like Nebraska though, or Omaha. I like Omaha. Omaha's great. Yeah, Omaha's great. Is this one of the places I should make time to go to when I finally make it stateside? Ooh, that's a stretch. Yeah, that's, like you're gonna you're gonna want to hit that on like your fourth or fifth trip. Yeah. Okay, so so far I've got Minnesota and stay away from LA and Nebraska. So that's 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 three down. We'll go through the rest of the forty-seven as the podcast yeah. continues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and Alaska must be stopped. So I guess I shouldn't go there. They're right, basically so you can't really Alaska is too far of a of a drive from here. Alaska wanna... is essentially like an open air military experiment lab. Yeah, like you don't really that, need that. We that we made sure to locate as far away from the continental United States as we could get it. Yeah, just yeah. just pop Canada in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We need Canada between us and that because we're going to fuck that up real bad. Oh, we sure are. Yeah. <laughs> and right. we're fucking up Hawaii real bad, too. So. All right. So we've been doing this whole international news episode and we have yet to talk about the Hamas v. Israel conflict. And here's the thing. We're still not really going to. All I will say is war is bad. It's very bad. It's a bad way to solve problems. Stance to tank. I don't want to get you know fired or whatever, but I'll I'll take it one step further and say I believe genocide is bad. Genocide's very bad. Yeah, no doubt about that. But we are going to talk about how, if you can believe it, Twitter. Don't fucking say it. Don't I'm say sorry. It. You mean X? Are ah, you talking about my favorite yeah. social media application X? Adam actually looked genuinely so angry that I was scared to say X. <laughs> I was terrified. And this is the thing. I I see that look and I'm like, let's let's fucking push that. Let's see what <laughs> let's see if we can make that expression get even worse. Twitter stands accused of spreading misinformation shut up no way on what planet right who could have predicted that except for everyone <laughs> yeah it's as if firing 90 percent of their misinformation staff has led to a proliferation of misinformation on twitter again it's almost like making blue ticks monetizable makes it a thing where people are likely to put up outlandish and inflammatory statements in order to get traffic so they'll be paid Initially, until this conflict, I didn't see how that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> but I have seen the light now. And yeah. now I understand. Yeah, I'm starting to think Elon Musk has been bad for Twitter. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm no not it. that far. Not I'm that a... far. <laughs> I call this next character guy who is just now realizing that Twitter's in trouble. <laughs> 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a lot of notes. Like, I think we should just expect this Yeah. going forward. Also, stop using Twitter. I don't care if you have the biggest following there. My biggest following is on Twitter. But here's the thing. I don't fuck with fascists. I don't have a truth social profile either. Oh, you should and, get one. It's great. On yeah, that. you just jumped straight to Stormfront. You, you just, you're like, let's skip the middleman. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Stormfront's just a news website. Yeah, I but- know. I know. You sure they don't have social? Come on, Stormfront, catch up. Yeah, exactly. Use code YDELTS at checkout. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. To add 10% to your subscription price. (laughs) Weird. YDELTS, it actively makes it worse. (laughs) Yeah, a blue check at this point really is just a swastika. Kind of. Like, you see an account with a blue check, they're probably a fascist. Or LeBron James. Or, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to hear LeBron James's opinion on ultranationalism. I would. Oh. Yeah, I guess yeah, I wouldn't either. I, I don't want to hear that at all. That's the decision we need. <laughs> LeBron we need James. LeBron to weigh in on this. LeBron James doing a two-hour special just to, at the end, be like, you know what? I'm okay with fascism. There was that thing where Saudi Arabia offered soccer player Kylian Mbappe a billion dollars to play one season thought you were going to say and lebron james posted a thing on x formerly known as twitter that was it it just the caption said me when saudi arabia offers that contract and it was tom hanks running in forrest gump like running to that money did lebron james do (laughs) (laughs) 9-11 oh lebron he will never be michael jordan yeah, Michael Jordan so would have done it with ball. one plane. <laughs> <laughs> While sick. From the free throw line. It was the flu 9-11. <laughs> so quick straw poll. How much money would Saudi Arabia have to give you for you to sell out your beliefs? Oh, at this point, like 25 grand or something. Sick. Andy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. I mean, I'm not going to be one of those people that's like, I promise I wouldn't get. Here's the thing. The hassle that would come with it would be too much for me. I would be like, that's going to be a long flight. I, <laughs> you know, I don't need, I heard that, that you can't, you know, it definitely can't smoke weed there. Right. Yeah. I would so yeah, so, I'm just right? not too, like, I don't care what you're offering me. It's just too much of a hassle to make it worth it. It's not even about principles. It's just like, this is going to be inconvenient. And that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is praxis. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Look, look, as a cis white man in America, I understand that, uh, you know, my biggest virtue is my laziness when it comes to, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, and being part of oppression. We talk about Saudi Arabia a lot on this podcast. And one of the things that we get a little pushback on, and it's very fair, is well, like what money isn't blood money? That, that's the thing. Like, yeah. If you're taking money from the U.S. government, like that's that's blood money, too. Like, yeah, it's very much not like it's not that much better. No. And I mean, I, there's this thing I keep seeing on like trucks or T-shirts here that says dirty hands, clean money. And every time I see that, I want to be like, there's no such fucking thing, man. Like. That's capitalism. And I understand like, yeah, no ethical consumption or capitalism, but like a lot of people use that as like an excuse to be shitty where it's like you point out someone. I recently, I don't want to get too far into it, but 
was made aware of a conversation with a comedian I used to respect doing a certain festival that is booked and attended by and largely features fascists and transphobes and racists and just general fucking creeps, rapists, abusers, assholes. And their excuse was like, well, yeah, but like, you know, I've worked for this company and this company and they're shitty too. And it's just like, yeah, but they don't, they at least hide it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Like to me, you can't just be like, well, I worked for this company that's also shitty while you're actively like in a Nazi parade. You know, it's, there's, there is a, a little bit of a difference. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think just for laughs is a good example when it comes to comedians too. Like, yeah. Just for laughs, like comedy wants to believe they're the ones who took down Louis C.K. And it's like, one, Louis C.K. was just barely taken down. Yeah, and he wasn't. Two, yeah, the he New York seems Times, very taken down. Yeah, case and, in point, the festival I was just talking about booked him less than a year after all that shit. And yeah, here's the thing. Like the New York Times took Louis C.K. down. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. comedy. And speaking of that, there was that incident at just for laughs in like 2014, yeah. I think, where a BuzzFeed reporter Megan showed up and wanted to question Louis C.K. about the sexual assault allegations. And just for laughs, not yeah, only kicked her out, but like issued a statement and they were like, we take care of our family. How many comedians boycotted just for laughs after that? None. 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 We None. have comedians. I boycotted it. I boycotted it. Yeah. No, no one noticed, but I, I was I was sat here with my little sign. <laughs> well, that's the thing with comedians. It's like we'll we'll be we'll stick to our principles if it means you know banning an open micer who has no power. But right. an institution that can book me, SNL, I'm not going to be critical of that, right? Like that's the idea. Like, people work for people talk shit about SNL and then turn around and go work for him, and it's like yeah, SNL actively helped Trump get elected. Yeah. Well, yeah, and there's all the other shit too, but the yeah, the Trump thing, they like are part of why he became our president. And you're going to tell me that because they have Sarah Squirm, they're fucking cool? Eat shit. Yeah. yeah. No, that just means she's not cool. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's It means she sucks. <laughs> to to speak to this a little bit. I mean, like certainly in my industry, so much of the like, you know, the the basic core funding for a lot of television in the UK, and I imagine around the world as well, comes from places like Amazon. It comes from places like Disney. Yeah. And like, you know, it's it's all interconnected. Like, you, as we said, there's, there's no such thing as clean money. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm, am I going to, what, not work ever? Yeah. Because like, there's some random connection to, to some horrible billionaire? I mean, good luck trying to exist in that world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's you got to pick and choose, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I so... choose children's sketch comedy. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's my selection. I love it. So I think that's our episode, right? Hell yeah. I think, yeah. We did it. This is a we good length. It. Good podcast length. So, hey, Ethan, Andy, thank you both for doing the pod. I appreciate thank you, it. Thank like. you, Thank you. Yeah. What do we have to plug before we get out of here? I have a show November 10th at El Cid. Ooh. Or, nope, I'm getting those backwards. I have a show November 10th at The Sardine in San Pedro. It will be my second return to comedy of the year after I tried that in February and then had debilitating face surgery that uh, put me back on the bench for a long time. But we are uh, doing it again. Another Nerd Rockers Ball, November 10th at the Sardine in San Pedro. Tickets are on sale now. 
Check my Instagram for a link to buy tickets. And uh, please come see me tell jokes. Connor McSpadden will be there. Lindsey Adams will be there. Danger Van Gorder and countless thousands are doing music after. There's going to be other bands that I haven't heard of. So how good can they be? That's a joke. A lot of the bands are always good at these. So come to that. And then November 17th, I've, I'm doing Samantha Jane's show, Comedy Go-Go at El Cid. I kind of miss El Cid. Los Angeles. This will be my first time at El Cid since like a year after I moved to L.A. Oh, wow. I've only been there a couple times. I met Mark Marin there. And here's the thing. I don't love him as a comedian, but goddamn, he was nice in person. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Andy, do you have anything to plug? Is it your beef with Mark Marin? I, I, look, I'm not going to get into that. Okay. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Ghoul school, school <laughs> still exists. I promise yeah, you. <laughs> Look good for the boys, though, is going strong right now. Um, we got some, I don't know. I've been working on stuff here and like setting up some some possible things in the future. So, but it's been slow podcast wise for me. So it's really just look good for the boys at the moment. And, uh, you know, all the shows here. That's it. That's all I have to plug. I got nothing else happening. Ethan, how about you? There must be so much going on. Uh, sort of. Um, so at Ethan D. Lawrence on all the socials, um, if you are able to watch the BBC, possibly by either being in the UK or having access to a naughty VPN, uh, <laughs> be sure to check out uh, Horrible Histories, the children's sketch show that I'm in. We've got an episode coming out at the beginning of next month that's all about the Guy Fawkes gunpowder plot that should be a Ooh. lot of fun. Uh, towards the end of the year, uh, my first television drama is coming out. It's called Boat Story. Uh, it'll be available on the BBC. I believe it has some Amazon money behind it, so it wouldn't surprise me if it turns up in the States at some point. Uh, it's, I've seen the first couple of episodes. It is brutal, violent, sadistic. I love the shit out of it. The BBC oh, One man. audience are going to hate it. Oh, man. Uh, in addition to that. that, I've started, I've taken after um, our Lord and Savior and my personal hero, Adam Todd Brown, uh, by you. starting a Substack. What? Ooh. Uh, yeah. You um, motherfucker. All right. I'm going to start called, a Substack too. God damn it. It's called Ethan Lawrence, large actor. And, uh, it's all about, uh, basically the acting industry. Um, I've for a long time on my socials, I've been like, try to be honest about the industry and how it works. And I decided to turn it into a long form read. So you can check that out. Ethan Lawrence, large actor. My most recent ones about auditions. It's very good. And finally, I would like to plug the concept of whimsy. I thank you. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll be writing on my Substack more. Uh, I'll be. I'll also be writing on your Substack more. I mean, hey, someone's got to definitely check out Adam's before mine because uh, it's better in every way. Because he's a better professional writer, and oh. as we established, I'm a I'm a bit of a hack. I'm sure that's only like half true. Come on, oh, it's mostly true. Honestly, when you when you clap eyes on this, you're going to be like <laughs> this. This man purports to be a professional. Embarrassing. Um, and I think that's it, right? Let's get the fuck out of here. Andy, will you please say goodbye? Goodbye. <laughs> Ethan, with similar pomp and circumstance, will you say goodbye? See y'all later. <laughs> goodbye, everybody. We love you.